I'm Max, and you're listening to Zia Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, bros? Welcome to Zia Slapitas. Happy to have you all. I'm Alan. I'm Molly. And I'm Max. And this week, we're watching Brink. Yeah, brah. Yeah, brah. How are you two doing today? Good? Better than last week. I mean, Re- this is like Ready to not be talking about you lucky dog. <laughs> I don't ever want to think about that movie ever again. Welcome back. For those of you who are, for those of you who have listened before, and for those of you who are new here, uh, welcome. We're happy to have you. Zeta Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast, just to kind of give you an idea of the format, is the three of us, Molly, Alan, and Max, watching uh, every Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM, as we call it, in chronological order, and then dissecting it with far too much detail. Frankly, more detail than I think, as Molly has put a number of times, uh, than, than the directors and producers of the film actually did when they were designing the movies. We are talking about Brink, which, can I just like, a, a huge sigh of relief. Thank God we're here. It, it was two weeks of just really bad movies. And this is, I'm not saying this is like Titanic level good film, but it's a it's a better movie are than you, Lucky Dog. Are you suggesting that any of the decoms will be Titanic level? Have you seen High School Musical too? You know what? That's I have. true. That's, That's fair. That is probably I, the closest one. I think it's better than Titanic. I, <laughs> You've never I mean, even seen Titanic. Wait, yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that's true. But I, you know, based I know how Titanic ends, so I just like I. <laughs> the sh- I hey, spoiler! The ship sinks. <laughs> yeah, at least wow. in High School Musical too. You're like, I don't know. You know, like anything could happen. Will, you know? will Hannah Montana could show up. It'd be crazy. Will Troy go with sports or will he go with musical theater? This exactly. quandary has never come up before. Literally, right. Right. Never Never had to deal with this at all. Certainly uh, not a sequel to a film that had mostly a similar plot, <laughs> just not at a summer job. Yeah. Oh my God. I, uh, I can't wait to get there. Yeah. But. Anyway, we're not there yet. Sad, I mean, but thankfully we are with Brink, which is a much better movie. Uh, Brink was released August 29th of 1998. So 1998, they really started to ramp up the production of the DCOMs. I, you keep saying it's a better film. I don't know that I think this is a better <laughs> movie. I think it's a more enjoyable movie, but I don't okay. necessarily think it's a better movie. Well, in terms of quality, I tend to, I mean, listen, I, I didn't disagree. want to gouge my eyes out. I disagree. I think this is a better and a more enjoyable film. Definitely more enjoyable. Yes, I will not certainly. argue that. Certainly more enjoyable. Okay, so I'll give a, I'm going to give you the basic show information, which uh, last week we established the fewer words, the better. And I'm going to tell you right now, Max, they, they fly in the face of that on IMDb for this, for this particular. Uh, this is literally the basic show info section of IMDb. Not, not a short one. Andy Brink Brinker and his inline skating crew of Peter, Jordy, and Gabriella, who call themselves the Soul Skaters, which means they skate for the fun of it and not for the money, clash with a group of sponsored skaters, the X-Blades, led by Val, with whom they attend high school in Southern California. When Brink discovers that his family's in financial trouble, he goes against his parents' and friends' wishes and joins Team X-Blades. Will he be able to pull off this double life? I'm sorry, are you saying that in the summary on IMDb, it says this is what a soul skater means? It does. It's literally you in the parentheses. You didn't add that. No, I did not. That was not ad-libbed. That is, in parentheses, after Skull Skater says, which means they skate for the fun of it and not for the money. So they, they had to give us that additional context. Love that for us. Uh, I guess my first question for both of you is, have you seen this movie before? Or did you watch it as a kid? This was one of my favorites as a kid. I... We'll get into this, but I think that I speak for a lot of people when I say I had a crush on Eric Von Detten. Oh, me too. He was a handsome fella. 
God, why? And, <laughs> you know, Max, it's we're gonna hair, get Max. we're gonna get to a, a little crush you had in a few decoms, and I want you to remember this judgmental moment. I'm just like, after watching this movie, I just am, I have so many issues with why you would have a crush on this person. Because he had great hair. Because he was Did a, you, it, a it was skater. so greasy. Okay, Max, I'm explaining what, like, I'm explaining what 10-year-old Molly thought, <laughs> not what 30-something-year-old Molly thinks, Okay. Uh, and the fact he was such a badass on those rollerblades. Oh, definitely not a stunt yeah. double. Definitely certainly not wasn't a stunt double. He could blade so hard. He, oh, yeah, he had the blade. And for the fun of it. Yeah, and he was a soul skating blade. He, uh, he, he stood up to the fad friends? guy. <laughs> he did such a good job having an open anyway, relationship I, with him. I loved this movie as a yeah. kid. And I got to say, while I see things in a very different light as a grown adult, <laughs> <laughs> I still loved it. Oh, what about you, Max? Did you see this as a kid? Definitely watched this as a kid. This is, uh, yeah, we're, the first two of these, we watched, I mean, I remember watching Under Wraps when I was a kid. Um, so I saw all of these, I think. The, this next this next kind of group we are we are getting into, this is the, the era of DCOMs that I was like in there for. Definitely remember this one. I remember enjoying this one. I didn't have a crush on any of these characters. You're right, Molly. There is a movie coming up that I did have a crush on. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I, I really like this. And you know what? I, I enjoyed it again. I uh, definitely did look at it through different lens. And I have a lot of thoughts uh, about the main character of this movie, but I did enjoy the movie. It, it is it is a very, uh, it's a fun movie to watch. Brink is the Disney Channel original movie that I remember most vividly watching as a kid. Uh -huh. I know that I saw You Lucky Dog. I know that I saw Under Wraps, but those were very much like, I feel like it was scenes from those films as opposed to actually remembering the plot of the film and being able to talk about it with them, some sort of intelligence prior to this. Before we get into the film, let's, as we have done before, let us find ourselves on August 29th of 1998. Let us discuss what was going on in the world. The top rated song was in transition this week, actually. Very similarly to You Lucky Dog, it was The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica, but it was uh, by the end of this week and the, the start of the following week, we're going to transition to I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. And uh, I don't want to miss a thing. That must mean that Armageddon. Even when out. I dream yes. of you. Yes, the, uh, Armage Armageddon is coming out this this week because that was the uh, the big I promo love, song of Armageddon. I love Armageddon. We, I know yeah, you do, yes, and you I don't do. understand. That I either. talked about it in the Under Wraps episode because there's an this actor. This is the second decom where we have talked about Armageddon. Oh, don't I agree. think that movie is so good, and I think you're wild for disagreeing. Listen, spoiler alert for Halloween Town. I'm gonna guarantee you we're gonna talk about Armageddon again. And why? I'm not giving away the trivia yet. Oh gosh! Oh, but okay. Don't worry. But I've it's, got some it was the because all yeah. these movies came out at the same exact yeah. time. Yes. Is why? Yes, it's 1998 when Armageddon was interestingly enough also released. Um, the top grossing film at the time was not Armageddon, but it was Saving Private Ryan. Oh, Ooh. that's another. That's a yep. great film. Very Are you going to disagree with me on that? 
That's no, a good movie. I'm not. That is a good movie. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Very different in tone to Brink. I, I think just wildly different. You love but, Tom uh, Hanks, though. I, I don't do understand like what you mean. Clearly, Brink. I, I like to think that Brink is a prequel. Well, uh, what, a, what a great allegory, right? They're yeah. all saying the, the same message. Yeah. Top some, some of the news headlines. There were uh, there was a lot of like missile testing happening across the world. So I'm given to understand that there was some sort of military tension. And at the same time, President Bill Clinton at the time admitted in his taped testimony this week that he had an improper sexual relationship with his intern by the name of Monica Lewinsky. That happened this week. Mm. Wow. I was just worried about the battle of Team Pup and Suds versus Team X-Blades. And yeah. yet the country was in turmoil we in over chaos. the president inappropriately uh, being around a young girl, which I got to say, this is not what this podcast is about, but... I didn't really understand what happened at the time because I think we were like 10. Yeah. But recently there's been like shows that have come out about it. I've watched documentaries about it and like, wow, that's not good. Yeah, not. <laughs> that not, was a. Mm. No, it was horrible for her. I feel horrible yeah, for indeed. her. Like yeah. horribly for her. I mean, to be Yikes. fair, she, her, her, her Twitter humor now is incredible. Yeah, so. she's, she's rebounded. Well. Which, I know, which I know like is not necessarily the best encapsulation of how well she's handled everything. I think there there's a lot more examples of that. I just specifically love her, her clapback humor. It makes me laugh. Yeah, there was a Twitter thread where like some intern really fucked something up. Was, oh, was that HBO who sent out like a listing? Yeah. It was yeah. HBO and they... You remember this, Max? It was like HBO sent tweeted out like, I'm, we're so sorry our intern did that, like da 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 And then all these people were tweeting back like, I once deleted the entire server off Google and I'm still hired there. Like people were like telling the intern it would all be okay. And Monica Lewinsky was just like, do I even need to say anything? <laughs> and I was like, well played. Uh, like honestly, just clap. Well played. Good job, Monica. <laughs> There is a lot of trivia back to back to Brink. There's a lot of trivia about this film. There's two bits that I want to share that actually are kind of global bits of trivia. And then there's a little bit more specific items in terms of like goofs that happen in the film. The first is Walter Emanuel Jones, who plays Boomer. One of my favorite characters. Yeah, we do like Boomer. Boomer has a big growth moment. I Uh, think you mean the Black Ranger. Yes, that is in fact the trivia. He's best known for his role as Zack Taylor or the Black Power Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mastodon! Uh, apparently, he is the second Mighty Morphin actor to be associated with a Disney Channel film. The other is Amy Jo Johnson, who played Kimberly in the series and played in the title role Suzy of the movie Q. Suzy Q. Yep. Yeah, not a DCOM, but she was the, the female lead in Suzy Q. Yes, indeed. God, I love Suzy Q. I wish it were a DCOM so that we yeah. could watch it. I think we could we do that just, next. We still just watch it. Because I want to talk about When You Wish Upon a Star, which is yeah. in the same it's category like Disney as Disney premiere. Q. Yeah. Films. I don't remember what they were called, but yeah, wonderful movie. I mean, the, we've got a, a bunch of decoms to get through, but I would like to go and dive into the entire anthology of just Disney sort of offshoot films. And then the other bit of trivia is that this film, and this is, I had no idea, and I actually had to go, I had to go look this up to confirm that it was even a real thing, is apparently this film is loosely based on the novel Hans Brinker or The Silver Skates by Mary Mapes Dodge. Hmm. Which I had no I, idea. I also looked this up. That book came out in 1865 was it about inline skating yes in the netherlands wow well, it was wow. about ice skating oh ice, ice skating. skating okay that, that makes sense with the that silver makes skates more, yeah that makes right? more yeah. sense um but it's just funny to me that yeah a film in 18 or a book in 1865 yeah and i mean even slightly influenced brink i mean it didn't slightly his name is brink like brinker so it, it would his name is yeah hans brinker. hans brinker let's dive into this film Right at the outset, can I just say, under wraps and you lucky dog, we can all agree, 
terrible pacing. True. Absolutely sure. garbage pacing. Yeah. The whole plot happened in the last five to 10 minutes of those movies. Correct. I will tell you right now, when we got to the halfway point of this film, is when we were experiencing the major conflict moment. And I was like, this is how a film should be formulated. Yeah, it, it was is, better. It was well, definitely better paced, for oh, sure. 100%. And then, like, not to get into too deep of it, but like that, I, just at the outset, I want to say, thank God the pacing was better because, like, I don't want to deal with 85 minutes of just chaos and then 10 minutes of let's resolve all this stuff. So that was nice. As with the other two films that we have seen so far, we do get opening credits. It is still but, the, early, the late 90s. But, but the opening credits were not just opening credits. Correct. Yeah. We saw Brink and his family's interactions, and it's like the first day of school, and Brink is like this chaotic teenage boy who's like, well, what's up, Dad? And his dad's like, speak proper English. Like, oh, great dynamic. And he like, his little sassy sister says something snarky, and then like, Mom's like, don't forget your lunch. Like, what? It was just like the classic 90s. What's for lunch, Dad? What's, What's your least lunch, favorite bro? thing? Bologna and mayo. That's what you got. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be. Here's here's what I like. The the relationship that we get. So let's go through the family. You have Andy Brink, in quotes. Eric Von Denton. Aaron Brink Brinker, played by Eric Von Denton. You have Maddie Brinker, the mom, played by Robin Riker. You have Ralph Brinker, played by David Graff. And then you have... Katie Brinker, who is played by Katie Volding. And in my yeah, head, she canon, will be in. She we're going to see in. her again. Yeah, we're going to see her again. Smart house. We're, we're coming for you. She's got the annoying little sister act down to a T. She yeah. plays the same character in every movie. Yeah, that sure. girl, that girl Typecast. is always playing a character that no one talks like that. Right, like, Nobody. like she is playing a character that is only speaking written lines of dialogue and that no <laughs> human would ever say the words that she is saying. So true. And they're like sweet zingers that somebody in the writer's room was like, <laughs> that's a good one. Well right. done, Kyle. And my head canon, when I saw Katie Volding was playing the character named Katie, I would just like in my head, I was like, there's got to be some trivia. And I did not see this. And I was then therefore disappointed. But I was like, maybe she just wasn't responding to other names. So they just changed the character's name to be Katie so that she'd like hit marks and be on time. Because this is the first time we see her in a Disney film, right? Oh, yeah. So I imagine it's pretty early. She has joined the community theater cast at this point and welcome to open arms. Welcome to the open arms. So we, we open as Andy, henceforth known as Brink, Brinker, is getting ready for school. And the dynamic that we get right off the bat is that Andy Brinker is a really like upbeat guy, incredibly positive, almost to a comical sense, like genuinely happy-go-lucky kid. Ralph is pissing in everybody's Cheerios. Yeah, Ralph's right off the bat. He is he is a depressed dad, and we'll get more of that later. But he's definitely depressed dad. Right. That it's just it's such a jarring sort of introduction to that relationship where where Andy's like, yeah, the thanks, dad. Appreciate you, bro. And dad's like, effectively, like, fuck you, kid. Like, it was very, like, that was immediately, like, that dynamic hit me. But this is every dad in the 90s. True. Right? Yeah. Like, every dad in the 90s was like, I'm going to sit on my couch, watch TV. I hate everything you like. Right? Like, this was, this was a very 90s era yep. dad. Like, and, and to be honest, this still exists to this day. Molly and I have talked about this a thousand times. Any of you all that go to theme parks will, will know this relationship. We talk about these family t-shirts that we see, custom, like, theme park t-shirts. And it's always, like 
Best Mom, day ever. Yeah. Best day ever. I'm just here for the credit card. Like da- dads is always like most expensive day ever. Right. It'll be Never like happy ever. and and sleepy. And then he's always grumpy. Like it, it, the the stereotype of dad is that they're unhappy, that they yeah. are grumpy, that they are a, like a, you know, let's, like. Let's wear matching t-shirts says no dad ever. Like, right. like they have the crankiest shirts on. Like what? And a, so this oh. guy is just that incarnate, yeah. right? Like oh. they wrote Ralph to be the stereotypical, like I'm grown. You're too happy. Why is he so happy? Like that's just, we still see that today on oh. theme park t-shirts. It's just such a bad trope to be saddled with though. Like why? Like uh, just, why? I mean, and I get it. There's, it's, it's likely rooted in some truth, but I mean, like, come on, Disney. Like, let's not make Dad the villain well, here every time. I think we're gonna get into this more, but there are a lot of oh, there's some emotional stuff like happening. gender stereotypes. Oh, that yeah. come oh, out yeah. in this oh, for sure. So we're gonna so get into that, right? So anyway, Brink leaves the house. He is happy and he is running late. He's he's jogging jovially down the sidewalk with his Walkman on, running late to meet with his friends uh, as they are prepping for their first day of school. Right, so this is when you I don't introduced think they're to going the, to school. No, they're going to the session, right? They're they're going to skate. Oh, they're, they're going skate to skate, session. but they they're missed, going to skate. They miss the bus yes. to the skate park. Oh, that's yes, and that's then they right. decide to. Brink's like, it's all right, guys. We can skate there, and they do. Yeah, this this montage. Should we go into skate montage? Yeah, One of montage. many skate I montages montage. that we will have in this movie, often with ludicrous song backing. But this <laughs> montage was particularly funny to me because it starts in Long Beach, California. It starts quite literally four blocks away from my home. Um, It is so close to where I am. They film by the Long Beach Convention Center. They film by the Terrace Theater. They film by all of these different places that are right down toward the, the coast in Long Beach. As they like skate down this set of stairs, they cut away and they're in Santa Monica Pier. If you are not familiar, you should just know that those two places are about 30 miles apart. Um, <laughs> they are very fast. They are, they are zooming. My they God. are really skating. It is when, when his friends are like, you want to skate there? If they're going from Long Beach to Santa Monica, I understand the doubt in that. <laughs> That's like 3 million miles. <laughs> I also wouldn't want to skate all the way from Long Beach to Santa Monica. I don't blame you. I like that because this is a decom, anytime anybody's skating, not only do they have a helmet on, but they are full padded up. They got That's knee right. pads, they got elbow pads, they got wrist guards. And it's like, I know when I was a kid, my mom told me to put all the pads on. And I didn't because pads weren't cool. Yet in this film, everyone, every time, Listen, Brinks fully is cool. geared up. The soul skaters yeah. wear their pads. Now, they, they don't buckle, buckle their, their helmets, yeah. but Brink, they do have them on at least. Brink <laughs> often is just wearing his helmet, but not clipping not it. Not clipped. There's also a number of times like when we see a lot of very uh, jarring cuts when skating is happening, which is certainly not to replace the actors with their stunt doubles. It's definitely just a, a, a choice made by the by the camera folks. Right. And producers. Well, the stunt double for Gabriella is, is jacked. jacked. Ja- Did you see her arms? She's bone? like she is jacked. ripped, mm. which I mean, like good for her. But anyway, yeah, but it's, so, it's jarring because it's like, here's this 15 year old girl. And now here's this like clearly jacked actual professional skater, actual professional skater. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So they go and they have their session. This is right. They go and they have their session 
and it's at the, it's at their normal spot, and then they notice that there's a film crew nearby, and they're like, oh, let's put on some sick booze for the film crew so we can get noticed. And then immediately, what is it? Is this Peter? One of the one of the kids' name is Peter, right? He can't land his five forty. He can't man. land his five forty. Can't land the five forty. Absolutely eats it. And then as he eats it, that obviously attracts the attention of the film crew, and that's when we are introduced to the major antagonists of the film, Team X Blades. I want to make it abundantly clear that it is spelled X B L A D E Z. Yeah, there's that's no right. There is there's a no hard Z on. Oh, there's that. no it E. Is, it is B L A D E Z. It's X Blad. It's X Blad. It's there's literally. I, I was like because I spelled it Blades as one would anticipate it being Blades, and as I looked up, they're like, nope. The Google auto corrected me. It was like, no, you're an idiot. It's you're spelled like, yeah. X. No, I saw it in the closed captioning, and I couldn't decide if that was wrong or not. Because oh, I was like, sure sure, is their name like X Blads? <laughs> but uh, yes, it's is a hard the answer. It's a hard A. Uh, and you are introduced to the the sort of leading antagonist, Val, who's twenty seven, by the way. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that is a grown adult man for sure. <laughs> and he has now. Okay, again, as a child, I watched this and I thought Eric Von Denton, what a king. Like, look at how handsome he is. And I loved his hair. And I watched it now and thought, take a shower, Brink. Your yeah. hair is so greasy and stringy. <laughs> That's true. But Val. It's very gross. What oh. a voluptuous mane of hair. Glorious hair. Like, like, I wish glorious I, hair Val I wish has. I had that much volume and shine in my hair now. Probably oh, because when you're 27 years old, you learn how to care for your hair more yeah. so than when you're 15. You know, like. You notice it more, the age gap, I mean. Between Eric Von Detten and who's the actor? I have his name here. Who's the actor? Who plays he's him? also in the community theater. Sam he's Horrigan. At, he, he will show up again. Sam he's going to be the villain that while. shows up multiple times. Uh, yeah. But also, like, what a great villain. Like, he has the look and look of a villain down he for He has the teenage bully trope just nailed. Yeah, he does beautifully well. he perfect. Does well. like it's, it's the facial yeah. structure. It's the hair. It's just the fact that he can. He just wears that constant grimace of a bully that Disney that, wants. Like, pursed lips, like oh, he gives yeah. you. He gives you fish lips he later on face. in the film. He gives face throughout. Anyway, this film. so we we're, we introduced are introduced to Val, his crew, the X Blades, uh, and Val unsurreptitiously just sort of boots the Soul Skaters off the off their spot so that they may be filmed well, well the important thing here is that we're setting up the fact that the soul skaters skate for their heart they skate yeah. for their for passion soul, really. yeah, they skate fun. for fun but the team x blades skates for money for money they're sponsored oh, skaters. hard cash and sponsorships which also like we find out later exactly what that rate is and i'm not going to talk about it now but what a ridiculous rate for to pay that, that's that's wild anyway but i i uh, i wrote down one of my favorite lines because we're introduced to my favorite character of the film gabriella yes we mm-hmm. oh my god diversity in casting thank god and it's gabriella one person, but thank god as they're skating on their 30 mile trek between long beach and santa monica one of the other soul skaters says like come on guys it's not that far and she says stop saying guys all the time i'm not a guy and I was like, yes, we love Gabriella the represent. tomboy girl character who's breaking the gender stereotypes. She's going to have a few more zingers throughout this film. And I love her. Oh, they do hit her. that specific beat multiple times. Yes. Where multiple characters will be like, uh, when they do the school race, they'll be like, so whatever guy or girl 
Thank right. you. Or whatever guy or girl, like it is, yep. they just keep hey, hitting that girls, beat. Girls can skate too. All right. True. If Listen, I Gabby learned anything from Frank, it's that girls that. can skate too. I've seen Molly on a Razor scooter. I know. I know. Oh, it's, yeah, that, I can no, shred. that is peak girls of talent. Can, girls can shred. Not only can girls skate, but as you all know, Disney loves a random extreme sport. Girls can also ride motorcycles. We're going to get to motocross at some point. We're going to get to boxcar derby racing. We're going to get to bowling. Disney loves yeah, to make a decom about sure. like bowling. very... The sports no one else is making movies about. <laughs> it's going to be on a decom. Disney well doesn't done. get into basketball for like a while. They're, they're all about unique after school activities. Oh, That's for sure. Right. So they are kicked out of the uh, kicked out of the skate session locale. Andy Brink Brinker does a classic Andy Brink Brinker prank where he goes and gets the skateboarders and does the the classic switcheroo where he says that Val, the leader of the X Blades, was making fun of skateboarders in general. Also, can we talk about how classic '90s these skateboarders looked? Way too much gel on the hair, both ears pierced, everything is baggy. There is not a there's not a size smaller than XL on any of these kids. I'm, and the, I'm pretty sure when you say he he does a prank, I'm pretty sure what you mean is he starts a gang war. For sure. I, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like this is now like lines drawn and Sharks a gang and war has become. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're there's going to be like dancing? snapping and dancing and singing <laughs> yeah. very soon. Well, they, they we're going to have a rumble. There's oh, beef. Oh, a rumble. They, ha- they have to step. Yes, Pony Boy is going to stay golden. <laughs> yes, he will. Wait, who's Pony Boy? I, I don't want it to be Val. So after they start a gang war. Brink leaves, and then we sort of get a, a cutaway as the team is congratulating him on the violence that he has just created. But we find them go. This is when we get the first day of school situation yeah. because Ralph comments about how no child should ever be excited. This you can't make Ralph happy. No child should ever be that excited about the first day of school. Then it goes to Katie, his daughter, the biggest kiss ass on the face of the earth, being like, "Dad, I'm not excited. Keep me at home." And Dad's like, "That's normal." You should be upset. Also, you're going to school. Like, what do you want, Ralph? What do you want, bro? Anyway, I'm sorry. Ralph got under my skin a lot in this movie. I'm sure you've noticed. But Brink goes to school, and I'm just going to call it what it is. It's classic decom school shenanigans. I think, like, the school days are always summed up in, like, you get one class with a boring teacher... What are the, this was in science with worms, right? That was what that class was? Well, the worms are important because Brink and the gang pull off one of the greatest pranks of all time. Oh, yeah. A classic pass off of the sandwich prank. Ooh. They steal Val's sandwich and put all the worms in it. And, and then, then he, he takes it. a juicy bite cool. with worms hanging out of his mouth and out of the sandwich. It's gross. It's yeah. gro- it is undeniably gross. Those worms were very clearly rubber because if it was real worms, I'm sure they would have snapped off in Val's mouth. But like that was just the imagery was very, very. Is that why you think they were fake worms? Yeah, not the you, fact you that think, the actors not getting. You eaten. think that the 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 giveaway was that they were stretchy, not that <laughs> not that they wouldn't make an actor actually eat worms. I don't know, it the, could be it could be a, like listen, Val could be a method actor, and okay. you could have like yeah. worms in. He's like, sandwich. put the worms in the sandwich. <laughs> I want to know what Val is going through. I want to feel, feel his anger. I yeah. want to I want worms to experience <laughs> the actual reaction of eating worms. Oh. Well, the actual reaction of eating worms is to come up to the soul skaters and offer a challenge 
Oh, a skate off. A skate off. Yeah. Right and now. Right here. Back right now. The crews are going to battle. Can we just yeah, talk about how confusing that is? They're going to skate race. A, a race. It is, race battle. It's not a like, let's take it outside. It's like, we're going to race. But yep. they and set up this cool obstacle course to do it. They, they okay. do. Which Back apparently no teachers, no teachers notice at all that they are like setting up this They're race. Like that every... Every student in the school apparently is watching this thing. Yes. And, and no one is like, hey, what's going on over there? Like, the, what, what terribly inept teachers in, at this school for not noticing this? They're and, literally, yeah, they're flipping trash cans and, like, pulling tables around. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah what also, like, we, we get two rules established that we know about. One, keep an eye out for the teachers. Two, it's a race. Now, I don't know about either of you, but I thought that it was just going to be a race between Val and Brink. No, That's it's a all relay. I thought. But it was, yeah. but, well, but as crew soon as it, relay. Yeah, as soon as it started, I was like, oh shit, everybody's in on it. The crews yeah. be stepping. The crews are stepping yeah. to each other, yeah. But my favorite part of this, again, my girl Gabriella comes in, one of the X-Bladers says to her something along the lines of like, are you impersonating a boy? And she goes, no, are you? Oh. And I was like, oh! Sick burn. Get wrecked, Sick. kid. Sick, Sick burn. Get wrecked. Speaking of getting wrecked, Boomer yeah. Bo- does oh, get wrecked. Boomer yeah. wrecks. Boomer yeah, does wreck. he, he does get wrecked. Yeah, it gets his part of the relay. For I, clarification, Boomer is on Team X-Blades. Mm-hmm. He yep. takes a little tumble, and instead of winning and beating Team X-Blades, Brink goes to help Boomer. Which yeah. Yeah, stays again, back, turns around. He turns yeah. around, he helps him. He's like calling out to people to get a teacher. Go get a teacher. And he's like, breathe through it, man, you got it. And it's just setting up Brink's good heart, his soul skating. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Val, this is a yeah, like a bit of foreshadowing, uh, a yeah. parallel that we will get in the future. Um, it sets up that Brink cares about other people, which is <clears throat> laughable. Um, and then <laughs> very and, and and on the other side, right, that Val doesn't care. Right. Yes. It, it's just as important that when Boomer falls, Val's like, tag me so I can go. Just tag me so I can. Like, he doesn't care how Boomer is. He just wants to be tagged so that he can finish the relay and win. There's more important things, Val. You're going to learn that. Now Ralph picks up Brink and he's yelling at him and he's like. Well, because he's been suspended for a day. And this is what we learn. Another common decom trope theme there's money problems in the Brinker household. Ah, yes. That's well, right. Dad's been on disability for six months because he hurt his back. And we that was kind of a throwaway line that Brink said early on. He's, how's your back today, Dad? Yeah. And the, so now that's, we're, we're, we're creating some plot threads, you see. So now we know Dad hurt his back at work and has been on disability for six months. And uh, that led to the aforementioned money issues. I want to say one more thing about the battle because I, I have written down several of these things. Whenever Val and Brink get nose to nose. I'm like, just kiss already. Cause there is a lot of sexual tension. Yeah. Literally Val and Brink. That's literally all, Val says, places. if we beat you at this race, it's open season on your butts. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that is like the first, That's pretty overt. that is like the first of several things that Val says where I'm like, just kiss him, yeah, dude. There is, Val does say a few homoerotic lines. In it's, just, it's just two it inches, is, Val. Just go the extra two inches. Like, yeah, you're just there. go. Just, give you, him a, just be me with Alan and just, you know, give, he, him, give him a little. Like, Brink went 90, you go 10, my guy. Like, yeah. yeah but Brink, there, yeah. I wrote down. Tw- I've seen Hitch. I know. You know, yeah. like, that, you got to meet him. You got to meet him the extra way. Yeah, but there is. 
there's tension there. Oh, for sure. I think the main reason Val, I'll, I'll say it here right now. I think the main reason Val is so angry at the world is because he has not come to terms with his own, uh, that's very possible. Sexual tendencies. It's very possible. Yeah. Which I mean, like uh, after Brink gets suspended, which apparently for one day he gets suspended and it is the first day of school. He gets suspended. Yep. Um, we, we do find out that there are some money issues. We find this out because the parents are talking. They, they're not having this discussion in front of their kids, which by the way, real quick caveat, you know, throughout this movie, we're probably going to discuss a little bit of parenting and, and, and that's good because we are experts on parenting. Yep. If oh, there's anyone that could talk if, about good parenting. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody should be talking about what it means <laughs> to be a good parent, it's the three of us, you yeah, know, we sure. have a lot of experience in um kind of taking care of ourselves and <laughs> yeah we all survive <laughs> Often we all not well. there there are pets you know there's um, yeah there's some there's some animals I, I have a fish i take care of so i basically understand what it means to raise a, a human adult. <laughs> um i'm a woman so i naturally know how naturally, to be a good parent that's so. true that's uh, true it is yes. your uh it's all it, i'm good for i think it is your manifest destiny to uh raise children and mm-hmm. and uh keep mm-hmm. the bloodline alive yeah. um but we find out that there are some money issues. Mom and dad are talking. Brink is kind of hiding at the bottom of the stairs and and listening in. We do get the classic line of they're talking about where they can cut costs and like how they're going to budget the families and and they're talking about what they're spending money on and uh, because the car breaks down on the way back from school, the car breaks down. How are we going to continue to afford this? And uh, Ralph does say, well, if we don't spend money on Katie's night guard, um, she's going to have a smile like a Picasso painting, which I thought (laughs) was pretty uh brutal wow. uh savage takedown yeah way to go <laughs> ralph wow ralph um, i also liked it you know again not a parent but this is not something that he says in, in front of his daughter i'd like to believe it's not something he would say in front of his daughter but i also <laughs> like to believe as somebody that's not a parent with kids that parents are just talking shit about their children behind their back <laughs> all the time right that like all the time. obviously i tell my daughter she's beautiful and talented but when behind closed doors God, she has a smile like a Picasso painting. Like just, I it is my responsibility to fix that for her. That's like, right. That's right. We, we, mom and dad, need to have some open conversations about the flaws with our children so that we can address them. You know, yeah, and make yeah. sure oh, yeah. they are set up for success. <laughs> oh God. So we we have this conversation at the dinner table that is uh, between Ralph and and uh, his wife, and they are, you know, again sharing all the money troubles, roasting their children. And Brink naturally overhears this because it is a decom, and he was listening in just to try to figure out what was going on. And now Brink feels personally responsible. So we cut to the next day after you get a, a, a nice slow zoom on on Andy Brink, Eric Von Detten's face, looking concerned, which he's nailing, by the way. Tremendous actor. Trem- just brilliant. Uh, and it cuts away to the children the following day sharing each of their individual traumas. Which is oh, great yeah, because they, they trauma dump on each other yeah, they real are, hard they are, right here. They are they not do. going to therapy, so this is where they get to trauma dump. And this it's, line comes, it starts as like, well, how did it go for you, your yep. parent finding out you're suspended? But then you find out way more than just how did you get punished. We I, I listen. I know we got a single parent count, and it's going up to three. They're talking about yeah, my mom and dad were dead. My mom and dad were dead. They were angry, and then one kid just drops, and I think it's Peter goes, well, at least you got no, two parents. No, no, no. It's Gabriella. Oh, it is Gabriella. Yeah. Be- Gabri- because Peter has a shitty stepdad. Yes. Yeah. I have a mom and a Jerry is what he yeah. says. He goes, I Jerry. don't have two parents. Yeah, I have a mom and a Jerry because Gabriella's mother yelled at her in Spanish. That was her punishment. And then Jordy's parents are like aloof 
they're, they're screaming and crying or something. But the important yeah. thing is the single yeah, parents. Some, like celebrating too. Jordy says something like that ends positively. Yeah, it, that was that was odd for sure. Uh, but the important thing, the important thing is the single parent counter goes up, which means we are now three for three. Three for three. Three for three. Three for three. They trauma dump with one another, start talking about how all of their situations are at home, and then you in- intercene the X-Blades. Well, because Boomer's out for the Invitational, man. Right. He got, he got, he got injured. They're, they're going to be down a person. And they, they don't say, hey, you should come try out. They just say, we're down. We're going to find somebody, whatever. And then the, the crew says to Val as they walk away, do you think he's going to show? Oh, yeah, he'll show. And you find out that this was all sort of a ploy to get Brink to show up for this tryout to be yeah. on Team X-Blades. Because Val doesn't want to admit it, but Brink is a hell of a skater. Right? Like, he just rips it. True, true. I'm Shreds. I'm confused yes. about how Val knows about Brink's financial issues. Because why else would Brink want to show because when they come up to him and they're like, oh, we're doing tryouts, we get so much money. Yeah, 200 we bucks get, a week. We get sponsors. We get all this cool stuff. And they make it sound like it's the coolest place to be. It's 200 I think he's week. just, yeah, I don't think it's, I, I don't think that it's about knowing his family issues, I, which also I don't think is what it's about for Brink, if I'm being honest. I, I have lots to say about that. Mm-hmm. But I think that Val knows that Brink is the best one of these skaters. And that they're going to talk about being on Team X-Blades and all of the cool stuff that comes with it. Free gear, being in the front of magazines, like a lot of publicity. Yes, there's a money aspect, but I think they're just trying to paint a picture of how cool it is. Right. And you're not welcome. You could never be there. And he's he is appealing to the competitive nature of Brink, right? Yeah. That, that Brink knows he's good, that Brink believes he's good enough, and that he could be there. Now, and he, and we, he wants we are, free stuff. Who, we are who, sold this on the financial problem of his family, but that's BS. It's bullshit. It's it is yeah. it is about like I I am competitive and I'm good and I want to be on a magazine and I want to be known for being good. That validation, right? Like he yeah, wants validation. public validation. So the validation. Wow. Oh, well he done. does want that from Val. He does Val. want that from Val. Effectively, it cuts back home after this conversation. The entire Soul, Soul Skater crew is like, we would never join you. It's very Luke Skywalker and... Oh, Empire Strikes Empire Back. Stri- Empire Strikes How Back. Thank I you. Know. The kids rebuff Val. Val walks away smugly, thinking his plan is going to work. Spoiler alert, it does. True. So he does tryouts first. He goes to the tryouts. Out he, and he gets offered. Yeah. Oh, right. He right, goes right. to the tryouts. He gets offered a fat that, yeah. stack of two hundos a week. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, in today's money is $386. That's more than we made working at Disney for a week. That's very good money. Yeah. yeah. For, for, uh, for 15 a 15-year-old kid. 15-year-old kid that's look, skating. Let me check my math. Let me check my math and make sure. Yeah, $300 a week in 1998 is $384 a week today. Yeah, I remember my average paycheck being $330. Yep, when $360 I if you had a good, good OT shift in there. In guest relations. So I think that's a solid... Solid amount of money for Brink. Mm-hmm. It's just like an after-school job that he gets to do. And more, you know, if you win, at you get bonuses and such. But this is when we meet possibly the real villain of the story. Oh, the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I wrote down his name, too, because I, I he... What a skis this guy is. 
Jimmy. Jimmy's his name. Jimmy. Jeffrey, played by Jeffrey Blake. Jimmy is just a real piece of work. He's so skeezy. And I just got to say, I don't think this is a legal binding contract, right? For sure. I mean, the the tension of this movie, like, is all about this being a secret and being a lie and whatever. But if this is a contract, no shot he can sign it without parental approval. Like, yeah, he's that's, like 15. Yeah, he's wait, not wait. a legal adult. I think Jimmy got parental cons- like consent, right? Because he definitely asked Andy Brink Brinkerton... Hey, do your parents your, know? Your are they cool? Know, are with they this? cool with this? Which yeah. feels like, as a fifteen, like listen, as a uh, as a person who was once fifteen or sixteen, it is unclear how old Brink is. I think that gives full consent from the parents. Yeah, Brink nodding and going, "Yeah, brah." For sure. Is legal consent. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying. From Yeah, he can speak on behalf of his parents. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he can speak for his legal guardians. I think is what we so Jimmy knows this. Jimmy feels like he's very in touch with the law, and I think I think it's I I think it's airtight. Honestly, I think it's airtight. Uh, Yeah, I okay. I can't say I agree that this is an airtight (laughs) legal binding contract, but we didn't see him sign anything. I think that's the kicker. There it's was a no verbal, it's, it's all a verbal it's all like hand yeah, it's <laughs> a handshake, handshake agreement. It's a gentleman's yeah. accord. Yeah, like <laughs> we huzzah. Agree. huzzah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, but then we do cut to the legal guardians because we're at the dinner table. Right. Yeah. Where Brink's like, you know, guys, I think I should get a job. Like, Dad, you don't have one. Well, to be clear, like the minute Ralph hears Andy say, oh, I think his, I should get a job. His nips is get hard. He's thrilled. Horny. His nips get hard. He is horny for Andy getting a job immediately. Wow. <laughs> But now, but the kicker is Ralph immediately upon hearing that Andy is going to be skating for this $200 a week is like, I'm all for you making money. I'm not here for you making money skating. And well, I and this is, was like anger. But now after I thought about it, right? Like, yeah, I, I think this is my main problem is that this movie okay can't decide what brink's motivation is they want you to feel like brink is motivated by his family needing money and they certainly give you the scene where he hears it and and they try to build that guilt right but but also they undermine that and he uses it as a manipulation tactic like oh yeah all brink all brink wants to do is to be able to skate on a sponsored team and so he tells his parents like hey I know that we have like that, that I should be pulling my weight. I want to get a job. Every like dad's in favor. He's like, by all means, you are, uh, uh, you're, you're about to be a grown man. That would be some great responsibility for you. I'm in favor of you having a job. And then he's like, I'm going to go skate. And dad's like, you know what? You got suspended on the first day of school for literally that thing. Maybe no. And draws what I think a lot of people would say is a reasonable line. Again, not a parent expert here, but like if my kid literally just got suspended for doing this thing and got in trouble with school, no shot. I want him to go and do that as his job. I disagree. Again, not a parent, but kids are going to do whatever they want anyway. And what this kid wants to do is skate. And if he can channel the skating into something that a makes money for the family b teaches him some responsibility because now he's going to be held to certain practice times and certain standards why not like shift his passion into also what makes them money and it could be like a learning moment through skating because he's a kid that clearly is throwing out his responsibilities he's doing things he shouldn't be able also like the whole 
premise of this is nuts because he he wants to work for a company with a sleazy owner with kids that are not nice to him that he doesn't like and where he's already lied to his friends about it. There's nothing about this that's a good idea. I'm it's not, not saying Brink is in the right. I'm saying the dad what I'm saying should is let that, him do this for a job. What I'm saying is that if they wanted this family tension to be the tension of the thing, then they should have made X-Blades a good organization that felt like a great place for Brink to build his passion, right? It's much easier for me to relate and root for Brink in this scene if X-Blades is a place where his friends are, where he has opportunity to like be developed where he is working with people that want the best out of him. It is hard for me, regardless, honestly, regardless of how you feel about Ralph, it's tough for me to root for Brick. I'm not it's talking about Brick. I'm talking about Ralph. Ralph I doesn't know that, any of that. Ralph okay, doesn't but I think know. it's totally reasonable for Ralph to say, dude, you literally just got in trouble at school for this. No, I think that's a reasonable thing for him to say. I think the way Ralph delivered, if, if you were delivering the message, Max, I think Brink would probably take it differently than what Ralph does, which is again, another trope that they're getting into, which is just like, I said so, therefore you will not do it. Sure. Which is 90's like- dad. Which is, I think, all of us being the expert parents we are, definitely does not work for a kid. Like, it, honestly, if you, if, and maybe it's just because I was an asshole, but like, if, if you told me, like, don't do it because I said so, I'm like, I'm going to figure yeah, out a way to I'm do gonna it. I'm going to do it more now. Like, you have gonna, not given me a satisfactory reason as to why. However, if somebody sat down and rationally explained to me, like, bro, you're not happy. 200 bucks is not like, is not make or break right now. There are other methods of doing that while you can still skate and be happy. I'd prefer you skate and be happy, which by the way, spoiler alert, is a conversation that happens down the road. All of that could go away if you just have that conversation at the outset instead of just being like, because I said so. Yeah, dad never says don't skate. Dad never says you're not allowed to skate. You're not allowed to skate with your friends. He says, this isn't going to be your job. You can go get a job. I'm in support of you going and getting a job. And by the way, if your actual motivation was to support your family and to pull your weight, then you should be happy with getting a job. But your motivation isn't doing that. Your motivation is that you already tried out for this team and to try to get away with doing something before you ask your parents if you could, you're manipulating them. And so... I, yeah, I just can't like, maybe, maybe it's this Molly. Maybe it's that I can't root for Brink so hard that I root for his dad. I Brink is so unlikable in this moment that anything else sounds reasonable. I, and up until about now was like not against Brink. And I do think Ralph is not a good dad at, at the, yet we get a, a nicer uh, moment with Ralph in a yeah, bit, but moment. I think I just think that is bad parenting to just say like, no, because I said so. And I think it would have been smarter for him to try and communicate with his son. I don't think it's crazy for Brink to get a job doing what he loves. That feels like a a best of both worlds situation. But where I turn on Brink, because up until this point, he had not straight up lied to his friends, but he'd kind of like just- by, Just by exclusion? He had just kind of like squirreled away from his friends. Within the next scene, he straight lies to yeah, their this faces. Is, this is when it gets really and tough. And that's when I was like, all right, Brink, your friends <laughs> are you, like, they're your buddies, they're your soul skating crew. 
and he straight up lies to them and says he has to like go do something else and that's why he can't come to practice oh yeah well so the here here's kind of like the the lay of the land right so brink effectively lies to his friends and like hey i've got stuff I've like i'm sorry that i'm late to practice i've got other stuff i've got to do now i'm sure in his mind he's like this is totally fine because ralph does get get brink a part-time job at Pup and Suds. Right. Washing dogs. Dad goes and finds him a job. Again, if your motivation was actually supporting your family, dad did that. He helped him do that, right? I, I, am, I have a really hard time with like what I think the movie is trying to make him into a good character because he wants to support his family, but that's not what he cares about. Like he doesn't actually care about that at all. I will agree that I don't think that's Brink's motivation because I also think if Brink had just said to his friends, hey, I'm going to try out for Team X-Blades because my family needs money since my dad was in that accident that you definitely know about because you're my best friends. His friends would have been like, okay or, 100%. or or alternatively his friends would have been like how can we help you so yeah. you don't have to be on yeah. x plates right i think it cements the fact that brink is being is truly having some selfish desires uh, here and i'm not this, arguing yeah. that uh, we all, we are aligned that brink is being selfish and not a good friend For sure my issues are with ralph no no so, so i agree i agree so we have we have brink getting his job with pup and suds because of his dad we have him also having taking the job with Team X Blads in secret, mm-hmm. uh, he which results in a great montage of Brink brilliant montage. trying to go to school, trying to skate with his friends, trying to skate with Team X Blads, and watch the dogs. And it's, it's just a comical '90s montage. Can I just say that I, as a, as a younger teen, this scene stood out to me and being like, "Wow, that would be really hard." Yeah. And now I'm a working adult, and what <laughs> I saw was Brink getting up at a normal hour and going to work for a normal day and coming home at a fairly normal time and then being exhausted because he had other obligations to do when he got home, which describes to me every single day. Up at seven, home by seven, still having shit you gotta do and wanting to be dead to the world by 11. But guess what? Like, that's just every day. You just live that way now. <laughs> Good luck, yeah. Brink. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I agree that like all of us are, are we're, we're living that world, but I, but I also will say like for a kid. Oh, that's a lot. It's a lot. It, a it lot. is. And like, you know, Kids should get to be kids and teenagers should get to be teenagers. He, again, he, he put himself in this situation. Um, and I, and I think it does do to your point as a kid that is probably younger than bring certainly I was when I watched this movie, Mm -hmm. I agree. Like the, I, I think the effect is like, man, that's a, that's a lot to do. Right. And so I think it's an effective, it's an effective montage. I agree. I I just love a montage, but yeah, but I get, I think the other thing that made me laugh about it was they only showed one day yeah. through the montage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I understand that. I understand that's a lot for a kid to do, to be going to school, doing your homework and having a job and having this secret job and also trying to hang out with your friends. Like you yes. could have done a week long, but, but they did. It would have been more effective. Like for one day, that kid probably would have been hype. Cause he would have been like, I'm pulling off this master right. plan for the right. first day. It's not till day four five, six that you're like, Oh shit, this sucks. Right. Like, and yeah. This is, this I can't is my do this life anymore. now. Yeah. yeah. So, so we, we get a great montage situation in the montage. We have a scene, a couple of scenes that stood out to me. The major scene that stood out to me was like Brink meeting with his friends at the skate spot and then being like, why are you so late? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm working my job. But like the audience knows he's just being shady and he's continuing to be shady. But here's what I wrote down. I wrote, and I quote, Brink is being a dick. 
but mm-hmm. his friends are morons. Mm-hmm. Like he is a very bad liar. Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> and his friends I, are like, yeah, I, I think that they're, you know, the way they're written, obviously like for the sake of the movie, they, they, they have to, they just have to buy in, right? Like the, the tension falls apart if they act like real humans. And that's true of, <laughs> that's true of like most of the characters in this movie, right? Like if they act like actual humans, then the whole movie falls apart. Oh, yeah, but like, sure. I think the way they're written is supposed to be, they're just, they're really trusting. You know what I mean? Like they, Brink has never turned his back. This is a, before. exactly. This is a core group of people that love each other and care about each other and support one another. And so when Brink says, I've been busy at work, they go, okay. And we see that really come to fruition at the end of that montage when it cuts to him faking sick in bed on the day of the competition. Yep. Pete comes to visit him and he is, you know, laid up. He's he's faking that he's got a, a cold or a flu and even to the point of like spraying water on his face to yeah, feel sweaty. A, yep, and so he tells Pete, I'm, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to make the competition. And this thing is like what everything they've been working for, right? Like this crew has been practicing. Pete's been practicing this 540. This crew has been like working every day to get better at this thing. And the moment he's like, I'm sick, I'm not going to be able to make it. There's not even an ounce of disappointment for Pete, right? He's like, that's fine. We like, we love you. He doesn't say, but like it, it, the, the implication is like the most important thing is that you get better. It's okay that we missed the competition. Right. Which like for, for the audience, at least for me was gut wrenching. Cause you're like, wow, these kids actually really do. Get they, do trust they do trust Brink. Yeah. And then Brink goes to the invitational, which with what I can describe as one of the most foolproof disguises oh, I've yeah. ever seen. He, it's a true Clark Kent moment. <laughs> he puts in, on indeed. some sunnies. He puts in some some brilliant, like, I feel like Jimmy probably lent him those sunnies. He puts on some sunnies and heads to the regional qualifiers where he is intended to skate while his crew of the, sco- the soul skaters He's are told them the to stay He's away. To stay yeah. away. But Brink putting on the sunglasses is like if anyone out there watches the Netflix show You when Joe puts on a hat and you're like, Oh, where'd he go? I can't, I can't Different see person. him anymore. And, uh, yeah, but he, Brink tells his friends not to go to the competition cause it'll make them sad cause they're not in it, but they do anyway. Cause they want to check out who's, you know, winning and, and blah, blah, blah. And of course this is when everything catches up with Brink. Cause of course they see him competing for team yeah. X blades. He scores very well. Because as we have established already, Brink is a very good skater. Has a very good stunt double. This event is at the halfway point of the film. This The regional qualifier is at directly at the midsection. And as soon as I made that note, Brink is skating and his friends, the soul skaters, are now on Gabby's sort of encouragement making their way into the regional qualifiers. Because they had met, Pete had said, hey, Brink said we shouldn't go. And Gabby said, well, that's crazy. We should still go see what the competition looks like, which is, I think we can all agree, reasonable. a reasonable and rational thing to want to do. And they show up to the regional qualifiers. And Gabby, the the key plot driver in this film, looks and identifies Brink through his foolproof costume. How did she do that? Yeah, how did she do it? Just, that's uh, probably the most unrealistic Well, she read the script. Movie. She read the script, Max. Oh. So... She, that does she, help. Was, she was very aware. <laughs> and, and that does help. Brink gets the score. He is then confronted. And we reach an emotional peak of them having this confrontation between the ex-Blads and the Soul Skaters. And it just goes to show that in every movie and teen drama around this time, 
before cell phones, honestly, like before like smartphones, I should say all that it would take to resolve every problem is communication. hundred percent. I, I recently rewatched the OC, which was a favorite of mine in high school. And like mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. every single problem on that show could have been solved with with people shooting each other a text or having a conversation. Yeah, phone like, call. And that, that's most episodes of Friends, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, just oh, talk to each other. nobody's in the apartment, you know? Like, it, uh, what is And this? it's like, again, all Brink had to do was say, my family needed the money, I had no choice. Which he did, we've established. But that that's all it takes. We saw Pete literally not care about the competition because he loves you so much, man. Yeah. Like, you know your friends would have had your back. Yeah. Right. This is when we get to the what I just call like the time of turmoil throughout this film. So Brink tries to rejoin. He goes and sits with them at the lunch table. The balls he has. Hold on. The the last thing I need to say is that this scene ends by Brink saying, I quit. And he throws his helmet at Val or Jimmy. And both. You know, all I thought in that moment was like, oh, now you're pissy because you got caught. Like right. he like, is in that moment, he's like, I quit, man. Like Jimmy's just come up and been like, yo, great job. You just here's some a, cash. Here's a bonus of two hundred extra stack. dollars. Right? He gives him a bonus, then he gets confronted by the soul skaters, and then feeling bad, he like gets pissed off. Val says something, but like Val's always saying something. Like yeah. Val's saying something when you're on the same team with him and everything's going fine. You know Val what I mean? Is, like Val's consistent. We'll give Val him wants to make out with you all the time. Right. And <laughs> and so he throws his helmet at him and he goes, I quit. And I was just like, got it. So you are you're upset you got caught. Uh well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of your actions, you know, like uh imagine true. seeing them here, you know? The consequence, 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 consequences. Yeah. And then he he then he goes to to try to yeah. sit with his, and, his and the, friends. At the, pier, the yeah. balls he has to try to go sit with oh them are God. like iron. And he like, like yeah. he, bowling ball size. Right. Like, like he dragging just, he just on goes, the How do you how do you walk with those? Yeah, he, you know, like he just goes and sits with them and is like, hey guys, I quit. And they get up and they're and like they leave him. Which they should do to him. Of course, because they're not upset about him being on the team. They're upset about him lying. And like, he's like, whoa, 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 what? The lack like, of communication <laughs> is indeed the issue. So they leave. They just bail. Silent treatment bail. And now he's depressed. At the, yep. And this, line. again, just reinforces how shitty of a character Brink is in this next moment. Because he has this moment where he gets confronted by his friends. He feels bad about it. He gets pissy. Does a fake apology and tries to sit with them. They are clearly upset when. What does he do? What does he do? Literally the next thing um, goes back yeah. to Val. He, he goes, goes back to, to X plays immediately. Here's there's how, no remorse in this character. Let, let me, there's is, no, is, uh, there's Brink no, the like he's, is, he's a horrible character. Is Brink the villain? In this moment, he's not doing himself any favors. Brink might be the villain. He might be the villain of this story. True. So yeah, Val comes up with, it's not Boomer, right? He's not that much of an emotional man. No, that one guy, Boomer's kind of like. It's the Wormtail looking character. Yeah, the, two, the double ear pierced. Boomer. The Wormtail. And there's like, there's like. I a do hot, like the guy that never talks. The hot blonde. Like, the hot, yeah. like the hot 90s blonde that like looks yeah, like Nick Carter looks from the Backstreet Boys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Val comes up, he's like, they might have a bit. I don't know why Val's he's from like, New Jersey. The difference between. Them and me is they and left me is I'll take you back. back. Which is yeah. like abusive, you abusive boyfriend material. A hundred percent. I bet you'll take him back. I, we, you never wanted him to leave. So then we have we're back at home. Right. 
Katie is annoying as fuck. Like she's just zipping all these one-liners that again, no child would ever say. Well, she's such a moody little sack of hormones. Yeah, it's yeah. like real wine. That yeah, that's, she that's says. something an eleven-year-old would she say. She read the script. Now Brink is sad, and Ralph's like, "Whoa, he's so sad." And they're kind of like, "Pick a lane." Which yeah, do you want? He was annoying. too happy before, and now he's right. too depressed. Mom actually says that. Mom says that to Ralph. Mom goes like, "So you weren't happy when he was happy, and now you're you once again are upset that he is sad." What is it that you want? And Ralph has the 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 confidence of, of an idiot to deliver, oh, I just want him to be a normal teenager. And he's like, I'm like, bro. A normal teenager is a roller coaster of emotions. So True. like he so he is being <laughs> He's one. doing it right now. He's like, you're on that coaster, dog. But, but yeah. the line that's worse is the mom says, Go talk to him, and he goes, Talk to my son? With like actual words. Like that's the craziest thing possible. It's like, yeah, go have a conversation. Well, they've with been your doing son. this bit about how I think he says like with actual words or like something yeah. about English because they've been doing this bit throughout the movie where you know Brink says like what up bruh and his dad keeps being like English like use actual and like they're doing this bit about like I can't understand him like he doesn't he speak like a bro. Human, like it yeah because he says dope. bro yeah. and dope and hella you know like it's it is a it's a weird i think there's enough there's enough tension between these characters to not need that i think right. like there's i i just really like, exacerbates it in a way that's that is now now you've gone into like this is comically an yeah. issue whereas before it was like it is real i already dislike the ralph brink relationship for a lot of reasons like you adding that line in is just Another scoop of ice cream on that cake I didn't need. It's just yeah. like, no wonder men can't express their emotions properly because oh, this I, is a decom yeah. and the dad's reaction to like his son being sad is like, speak to my son. Like, right. oh, I right. could never. I actually made a note about this. I was like, this is this is such a, a tired trope for me because I've had to unpack personally so much of me like having to express myself in a way that is healthy. And I'm looking at this being like, and now I'm upset because I know I was like, yeah, that actually does add up into why it's taking me so long to be able to like talk about the, why I feel the way I feel. Mm -hmm. So, so they, and he was like, it's so hard to talk to Brink, but I'm going to try my best to go do it anyway. And then Katie has a quippy one-liner, but I, I literally wrote, I was like, it's hard to talk to Brink Ralph because you never shut up and listen to the boy talk. You literally just continue to override, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you just take a minute, and listen and absorb and then respond and don't think about the response before the boy's done talking, then maybe, just maybe, you would have a healthy relationship. I don't know, I'm not a parent, but I think, I think I'm think i nailing this advice right now. Like, just let the kid talk. Spoiler, that doesn't happen. No, we, it, and we cut back to Val. Yeah? Being the biggest piece of shit he's been yet. For Which two, is saying something. For two reasons. And I'm not even going to get into the attempted murder. I'm sure we're going to get to that. Mm. But they're all trash talking. Because, they, yeah, they're going to go scope out the downhill slope, like the downhill part for of the, the race for the big yeah. championships. And both teams end up at the same place. Soul skaters and ex-blads. So they got a battle. <laughs> they got a step. Well, and whoever whoever loses has to leave. It's just right? the emphasis they on are, the ads for me. Ex-blads. Ex-blads. <laughs> they they, they want to practice, and they basically, you know, the, the way you settle every dispute is to sk skate battle. Skate off. Hey, that's been established very early in this film. Yeah, that's, 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 how we, that's how we settled True. an earlier dispute. But Val 
says to Gabby, go yeah. back to Mexico. Ooh, casual oh, yeah. racism. And Why don't you go back to Mexico? She's from Peru. Yeah, she's like, I'm Peruvian. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Val. Like, yeah. wow. Explicit racism. Yeah, like just over wait, wait, in wait, your wait. face. Like you've up until this point just been like a douchey 90s bully and now you're straight racist. Well, you know what, Molly? When you're... When your lead is so unlikable that we are saying he might be the villain of the movie, you know the one thing that will make the bad guy seem worse? Racism. Racism. Yep. That's, like, he did it. He did it. Brink can, Brink can be a shitty friend and an unlikable <laughs> character, but at least he didn't be racist. So like, it's, you know, it, uh, they played the Trump card. <laughs> quite, yes, indeed. Mm. <laughs> yes, indeed they did. So they're scouting. <laughs> so <laughs> you like that one? I okay. do too. Okay. Okay. No, that was a spicy meatball. So they are scouting the the downhill, and they decide, as you've mentioned, we have to race to settle this now. Val is like, I will be down at the like the. He is established as the villain, and he casually throws out, hey, I'm going to go down to the very bottom of this hill, and I will be the line judge. I will be here yeah, to mark who he gets across the line. Yeah, because he definitely wouldn't lie. Because he's yeah, certainly trustworthy. He, that's been established. He then, as he casually, smoothly skates off with his perfectly coiffed hair fluttering in the breeze, says to Brink, take the outside on the last turn. And Brink's like, what? That doesn't make sense. I should try to fight for the inside. That's what's faster. He doesn't say that, but that's implied in his facial expression. And Val says, just do it, like a Nike commercial. And Val makes his way down the hill. Then we have where Katie... Once again, once again, what would a friend do right, in the not, next moment? I, I did write tell this down. Gabby. What I did write this would down. the friend do? Oh, maybe tell your friend Gabby? I just got this weird advice. I think something's fishy is happening. Yes. And you know no. what, Max? Line it up and race. <laughs> Something fishy is happening because Val goes and gets a handful of pebbles and tosses them onto the inside of the turn. Mm-hmm. Literally attempted murder. <laughs> it's, yep. It's just... So, so we get the race. There's a kickoff of the race, and I think it's iconic because uh, Gabby says something to the effect of like, did you wake up this morning saying you were going to talk or that you were going to skate? Which is what Brink said earlier in the movie. So she's throwing it back in his face. Yeah, yeah but she's doing a real good circle comeback. And the race begins. It is neck and neck. They are back. The camera angles are stunning in this, in this scene. A lot of the, from the back. And you are watching this race play out. And then as they hit the last turn, they are seconds away from this turn in question. And that is the moment Brink chooses to share the pivotal information with gabby it's too little too late like he literally he spares her six words gabby don't take the inside what also is while they're racing and she's like no like it, it's not it's not like before you line up and he's like hey i just got this fishy message they're literally neck and neck and it sounds like he just wants to beat her. Like, it doesn't sound like I see a, a hazard. It's like, take the outside. I'm I'm like, we're racing. Like, it's it's competition. And that's even if she can hear him, because like, right. wouldn't the wind be For in your ears sure. and stuff? I but mean, she says something like no shot or no chance or like yeah. something yeah. of that nature. And then but hits the gravel. She yeah. she eats it. It's a, it's a real biff. She uh, I wrote I wrote here. 
That's a lot of blood for a decom because she hits the ground. That arm looks brutal. Yeah, when they show her injury, he's got it road is, rash. Like it is nothing. nasty. And I mean, for all of the slow mo, like rolling, ass over tea kettle she does, rolling, she yeah. does. Like it makes sense. So she obviously beefs it. There is confrontation, silent stares of shock and accusation between Brink and the Soul Skaters and Val and the ex-Blads and Brink somehow floating between both worlds because he's a piece of shit. We sort of fade to fade to black here as as this is look, the audience we're soaking in the potential for major injury here. The gravitas of yeah. which is Gabby going to be okay? And Val sucks and Brink sucks. Also sucks. Doesn't say anything. No, he, no, it's a silent confrontation. Even in the moment, even when Gabby eats it, he doesn't say what the fuck, Val? You why told me, is this why you told me to go to the outside? Like, he doesn't right. say anything. Nothing. And the next thing, the next thing that, that stuck out to me is, you know, in the fallout of this, they, he goes to Gabby's house to right. like check in on her. He sees that Pete and Jordy are there. They're leaving. He actually is invited in by her mom and she talks to, he talks to Gabby. This is probably the moment where my heatedness with Brink, which has been building, got to an absolute peak because now his friend is injured, like her arms all bandaged up. She's in a ton of pain. You didn't do anything about it. And he starts this interaction with, you gotta understand. And I literally wrote, bro, fuck you. Like I, that was my (laughs) note was like, fuck you. Like that you're like, you did this. It's his it's fault. It's your fault. It's like, his fault. You did this for so many reasons. For so many, like, whether we're talking about you didn't tell her, you lied to her, you joined, you know, like, for, for 18 different reasons, even if you want to be like, well, Val put the gravel out there. I, I don't care because this is a ripple of 18 different decisions that Brink made right. that has led to Gabby getting injured. And it's your fault. Do not start this with you got to understand. I'm a shitty human is what you should be saying in this hey, moment. This you I fucked fault. up. I like, I, yeah, I, I suck. Like that's it's there's I, no there's no remorse. See, I got pissed that you got to understand where I got more pissed is Brink was like, my family just needed the money. And I was like, bro, now you're like going even lower. Like now, now you've now yeah. you've gone to a degree that is like. You are now shirking any and all responsibility yeah. with this facade of an excuse that you've got. Yeah. And Gabby unpa- like rips that shit off like a band-aid when she goes, "We all need the money." Yeah. Like to the like and for Gabby that's some real shit. Like yep. single mom, if you look around the house, like there's a lot of subtle clues that like well, maybe they're not the, in the best financial situation yeah, in Southern California. Earlier like, in the movie, Pete's skates break. Or some, or his shoes. His ones. shoes get taken. Yeah, and he's like, I can't get new shoes. Like, yeah, they they all need the money. I'm I'm gonna start a Gabby fan club. I love what she's doing with this character in this film. Uh, I think I was blinded by his stringy, his hair? beautiful hair. That as is a greasy, greasy as hair. A, as a ten year old girl, I thought he was the coolest, and now as an adult, he's he's Ron Weasleying right now like oh, for sure. where it's like as a kid i thought he was awesome and then when you look at it as an adult you're like wow what a piece of shit this like what a, what a piece is. of garbage you are dog brink leaves gabby's house we go back to the heart to heart with yes, phil this, and or phil with ralph and uh brink this is the heart to heart i uh i didn't write a bunch down but there is a heart to heart where 
you know, Ralph's like, I heard Gabby's, is she okay? And Brink's like, it was all my fault. I joined that team, even though you told me not to, blah, blah. It all comes bubbling out. And Brink actually admits, admits why he did it. Yeah. He says it wasn't about the money. He admits finally he's being honest. And he says it was about the, the magazine covers and the vindication and, and it was pride. And like, yeah, obviously. But it's, I mean, thank God, at least now he's telling something true. Immediately, almost as if this Disney Channel original movie is trying to teach their viewers that being honest has immediate payoffs, Ralph must have attended therapy off screen because he's actually a helpful father figure in this moment. And he says, and like creates a real bond with his son by saying like, hey, you know, I used to skate too, but I like da 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 And effectively, like through all of it, the end of the message is, if you skate, you should skate because it's fun and it's something you like doing. Like that should not be the thing that you're trying to like do to sort of leverage and, and help the family. Like if you want to help the family, help the family effectively, you know, right? You know the thing that hit me the hardest and, and I'm not going to speak for either of you, but I think probably similarly, based on conversations we've had, the statement of this of this talk Ralph has with Brink is the that skating is what you do, it's not who you are. Right. Right? And I wrote Disney on my notes. I was mm -hmm. like, and I think that, you know, that's just one example, but, but I think a lot, like this is a lot of jobs for folks, for is sure. like that your identity becomes associated with a place that you work, a school you go to, a, you know, a thing you're known for. And there's this fear of like, if I leave, if I leave this job, if I take a new opportunity, if I stop, like when I graduate, whatever it is, who am I without this thing? Because right. my entire identity is associated with this thing I am a part of. It becomes something where you, end up in toxic environments or not getting what you are worth or, or, you know, not getting the, like the value or, or putting up with stuff you shouldn't put up with because you associate it with who you are as a human. Correct. And that there is a fear of losing yourself if you give it up, even if it is a negative environment for you to be in. And so, yeah, that one just like slapped me in the face, man. Like just, very resonant. I mean, even even I'm lucky to not be in that position today, but but it has been in, well, I think in the we've past. We've all been there. I think all three yeah. of us can can say with certainty. Very relatable content. Everyone needs therapy, especially dads in the '90s. 100. percent Everyone, but definitely dads in the definitely '90s, 90s for sure. dads. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, but because of this heartfelt conversation with his dad. He is taking a step back to realize that Val literally attempted murder. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. He decides he's he's out of there. Get out of here, Team X Blads. And the way he leaves Tex Team X Blads is oh, iconic. A wonderful moment iconic. in the film. It almost make it, it almost made me like Brink again. And what happens next is Chef's kiss. Just as we're making Brink slightly more likable again. We're going to make Val more unlikable because we've already established he's an asshole. We've established he's racist. Let's make sure we let people know he's sexist, too. Well, yeah, you want you want all the avenues. Covered, I, yeah, you know? we want to make sure just. Yeah, he's literally attempted to murder another skater. He has been a horrible person, but he's sitting around a table with 
the rest of team X Blads and some, some ladies and they're having milkshakes and somebody hands him one and he goes, don't give me strawberry. Does it look like I'm wearing a dress? Got him. Cause it's pink. To which wow, I wrote down bud. is strawberry a girl flavor. I didn't it better not be. I, I mean, hell. It's pink, Molly, obviously. I just didn't realize ice cream had a gender. Yeah, I didn't realize we were gendering flavors. And we, I have we are. never heard of someone being like, I don't want to eat that food because that's a girl food. But Brink throws the milkshake in his face. Oh, He sure does. It. Sorry, Molly. I, I, I wonder if you have a note about if they should have made a slight change to a scene here. I don't have this note. I'm curious as to. Would it have been better if it was the strawberry milkshake, would it would have been better more. bring through the strawberry milkshake at him. Yes. Correct. Cause it, he throws it ends the chocolate. Up being the chocolate. Right. But it, it feels like I, I have a slight adjustment to a, a future scene as well. And it feels like what an easy pivot that would have been. It would have been great. Like karmic justice. If he had gotten hit with the strawberry for sure. Yep. The next thing that I wrote down is that Val tries to get boomer to come back mm-hmm. and boomer's like no shot yeah boomer can't stand val now boomer is the real hero of this story i think yeah, well he's a black ranger we know that mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's, he's an established hero true uh but within this milkshake throwing kind of standoff val says oh we'll get it on for sure oh they're gonna get it on <laughs> break and i'm <laughs> yeah, like again kiss already yeah, just <laughs> on the mouth with tongue. Because <laughs> only a guy struggling with his sexuality would be offended by a pink milkshake. Yeah. And then say, we'll get it on for sure to the yeah. other hunky dude in the film. Val, we support you, bro. Yeah, like, dude. You will be a you. better okay. person if you just we accept you. who you are. Just like, yeah. just, just be, man. Just be. <sighs> All right. So. We, in, we, we sort of tie up that plot line. Brink has officially renounced his status as an ex-Blad. So now what do we have left to resolve? Well, naturally, his friends, his actual friends, those people who, one, he, he, you know, he took part in a maiming. The other, he lied to a lot. So you know what he does? What any terribly selfish individual would do, and that is buy their friendship back. That's right. By getting That's right. in, five but, months he, advance. Right. He, a job that he is, we've seen him work one day. He uh, requests four months of payment in advance and they just give that to him. And here is my adjustment. Isn't this a better movie if he uses the money he got from the X-Plats? Yes. yes. It would be a yeah, better that's true. movie. That's just, true. Because he's Isn't already, that that's money that just, exists. It's that's in That's just yeah. a better Jimmy handed him a fat stack of cash. Like, like, you betrayed your friends to and go then, work for X Blades. Yes, because then they could have their team could have been called the Soul Skaters instead of Team Puppin Suds. Right. Yeah. Which is what they were called. This is Brink is an idiot, is what I'm driving at. Brink is not only a bad friend who is selfish, who is now doing the same selfish tactics to attempt to buy his friends back by getting advance on a job that he's done once. It makes me question what did he do with the at least three weeks of cash he has from x I hope he gave it to his parents to help pay the bills. Well, but like, I mean, even if your argument is, oh, but he got that money to give to his parents. Well, that's why he has this job. Like, right. either way, the money is being spent, right? Regardless of whether it's the x money or it's 
dog washing money, the money's being spent. Exactly. So it's not a question of, well, his parents needed that money. No, the, the money is spent either way. And his dad has just said, we don't need the money so badly, you know, that you need to do this. Right. right? So his dad's given him the out. He narratively doesn't need to use that money for that anymore. The money is spent either way. So don't come at me and be like, but right. family need it. No, I don't care. It is a better plot point if he takes the money he got from x and he buys his friends their stuff. It's exactly. so, you're right. Exactly. I, I, that upsets me so much. So, so he buys his friends back. Yeah. And they accept him with open arms because they are decent but stupid humans and they have to because of plot. And we cut immediately after this moment of kind reconciliation to the championship skate off. I don't know what it's actually called. I don't. Did either of you catch the name of what it is? I no. just wrote the pacing is good in this movie. Yeah, the pacing was yeah. good because now we are ending the film in a championship where they have a series of events in which they are competing. And I got to be honest with you, X Blads is crushing it. So is Team Puppet Suds, though. They They're are. like the dark well, horse of this competition. Well, you know, Brink is having some problems. He's having some performance anxiety. He's having some issues. He's having some performance issues is yeah, what we're yeah, saying. He's having to some which, performance issues. You know what? He he is lucky that Brink has some support in his life. His his family's come. His dad did tell him he wanted to be there. Yep. But his runaway lady, he's got a meeting at the at the office. His yeah. mom and his sister are there. And thank God that he's got his sister here who yep. has been, you know, rock very solid. well written, rock solid throughout this movie. Because in a moment of pressure and of performance issues maybe some some anxiety is getting to him his sister's there with the right words which is skate better yep skate better finish the fucking owl is what she says to brink like just skate better and and it is it it'll be fine you know which i mean that is if there's a moral of this story it's that yeah i I think just skate just skate better Just be better. There is a there is another moment that I feel undermines Ralph's message because Ralph shows up. Brink has just experienced a, a bad score. Ralph appears, and Ralph and, and Ralph and Brink have a moment. Right? Brink is skating. Ralph he looks across. Well, we Ralph find out that Ralph Ralph got he, the job. Kept his job. Kept the job. Which got his job back. Which if you if Ralph is the guy, if Ralph is the guy who delivers the line, don't let skating be it's like skating define you be what you do defines you why is it that things turn around for brink when he finds out dad has the job back i i interpreted that as like the money pressure is okay, okay. that like the family that is helps. like we're good his dad wanted to go back to work he had been injured he wanted to go back to work he had been to like the the implication to me is that he was depressed because he was at home. He just wanted to go back. There were money issues and they, they set up a lot. Maybe the job won't be there. Right, maybe right. I'm not going to. And so to me, it was mostly like, we're good. Like, it's not about like m- my job is most, it's like the family's okay. Got it. See like that. When I, when I saw that the first time my brain went to like, that feels hypocritical. But if we, mm. but it, like, since we already have it established that it's like, Hey, the pressure's off now, kid. Go do the thing you love doing. That helps, right? Because then it removes that sort of hypocrisy that I was sort of sensing. Yeah, and now we're free to watch a bunch of skating montages With the to the weirdest music. music. <laughs> yeah. I've, the only words of this music is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like it's, it's like so lo-fi weird. beats to study and chill to with X Games Happening uh, in the footage. Like it, it was the most mellow vibes 
with yeah. X Games footage. Just, just like very bizarre wild. choices. And wild. then in a finale that no one could predict. Oh, no, definitely not. It comes down to two teams with one race left: the downhill. The downhill. And which who is are those two teams? It, it's Team Pup and Suds versus Team Explads, of course. What? Obviously, obviously. And the downhill where Gabriella took her tumble. We're back on the old stomping grounds. Mm. Val versus Brink. Their faces are so close to each other when they're about to step God, off. They are so, Val, uh, did, I don't know if you noticed this, but Val had an eye flutter in this did moment. He, did he purse his lips were, a little bit? Val is experiencing an awakening. Mm. I'm telling you. Which is good. It's about damn time. And the two of them start on this race. And they're neck and neck. But Synchronized Va- stunts. Val eats it. Yep. Brink goes to help him because Brink's a good guy. This has been established. That's well, what we're, 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 we're trying. We've at least seen this scene once before. I yes. agree. And yes. he goes to help Val up and Val says something like, I knew I could count on you being an idiot and not finishing the race. And when he reaches for Brink's hand, he yanks him down. So now Brink's down and Val gets up and he takes off flying again. Well, you know who was yeah. there though? ESB and camera crew. Got it all on camera. Got it, Got all, it on camera. all on camera. But Brink then cuts off half the Goes race. Goes off course. Like <laughs> I, they both I gotta cheat. ask. I gotta they ask. Both cheat. Who's the bigger cheater? Yeah, exactly. It's like yes, Val cheated, but Brink also cheated. And Brink- the, the point of this is, well, Brink had fun skating because they had, you know, they had talked about like Gabrielle in in the downhill. She had jumped the truck. Right. Like they had made this thing of like, because it's I want to go over the roofs because it's fun, right? You so are in does. a competition, right? So who with cheated a more? designated course? Who cheated more? I think Brink. I, Brink. He literally. Co- what if if Val had just fallen and Brink had not tried to help? Brink put himself in that situation. There is no rule that states Brink should have gone back to help Val, right? None at all. Val was. I don't the think that's the skater. point. But uh, but no, but like the point is Val pulling down Brink. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's Brink. Brink does or Brink puts himself Brink in that situation. Brink doesn't complete that doesn't the course. Matter. Your point does not matter at all. That Brink being a dumbass and going back to help someone and be nice is not the point. The question is yanking the other skater down or cutting off half the cutting course. Cutting off half the course. You're not cutting off half the course is 100 yeah, percent more 100% cheating. Worse. Again, they this movie continually undermines the main character over all, and over. They need him to win this legitimately. Like he has to beat Val. Although I did write my final note of this movie because you know, spoiler alert. Obviously, Team Pop and Suds wins. Is this movie better if they lose? Yes. I think this movie's better. Here's where I think this movie's better. Here's my tweak. You want to tweak what flavor the milkshake is. You want to tweak where the money comes from. Here's what I want to tweak. Val wins the race. Brink legitimately skates. He does not cut off half the track. He skates the race legitimately. Val wins the race, but the ESPN camera crew caught Val cheating. So people wrap their arms around Brink because at the end of the day. Disqualified. Maybe at the end of the day, Brink's still lost. But he skated for fun. He skated yeah. with soul, and he was the better person. So this he mo- may have lost the race. He needs to lose this race. He he may have lost the race, but he won with yeah, his heart. Him yeah. winning undermines so much about yeah. about well, him cheating to win. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm even I'm even okay with it if Val pulls him down, but he's a better skater, and he comes back, and to he win. comes back, and he wins. I'm fine with that. The fact that he cheats and wins. 
undermines everything. No, I like a scene where Val's like, I did it, I did it with his hands in the air, but no one cares. The yeah. camera crews, the sponsors, everybody's more enthralled with Brink. Yeah. A la Coco, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where the mm-hmm. camera crew had it the whole time. This movie is just legitimately a better film if Soul Skaters lose the championship. Oh, yeah. It's and that they're the Soul Skaters because and he the uses... Soul Skaters. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, because he uses his x money. Yeah. We fixed like, the movie, Disney. If you want to redo it, we're available. Yeah, bring 2.0. We can help you with the direction. They undermine him at the end. And his, you know, Val's cronies see the footage from ESPN and the last thing they say to Brink is, I'm sorry, man, we didn't know. And I'm like, you didn't know? You didn't know Val was an asshole. You didn't know he was he would do this? I'm sorry. Were you here at the downhill where he threw the gravel on the track before? Like right. what the hell do you mean you didn't know? He's been doing this the whole movie. We we have a wholly unsatisfying ending to this film with that that shows that, you know, Brink is just going to can win and also cheat in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brink Val can cheat and, and, and lie. And still be okay. And still be the hero of the story. And still be the hero of the film. I mean, it's, it's still a better movie than anything else, else we've seen so far. I'd rather watch this again than, than anything else. So, sure. sure. I think with that, I am curious as to your ratings of this film. Molly, what would you rate it? This is a tough one because this one, again, is one I have the most nostalgia for. But upon viewing as an adult, I realize it's maybe not as good as I once believed it to be. That said, I like the, uh, the pacing. I like Gabriella quite a bit. I'm going to give it a six. A six. I, um, boy, I agree that like this movie is no question better than anything we've watched so far. It's not even in the same ballpark as an under wraps or a you lucky dog. Mm. It is an enjoyable movie to watch. Uh, it's got some good characters. Uh, (laughs) it's, it is certainly structured better. Um, but, I find Brink to be a wholly unlikable main character. Yeah. Um, and there are just some very obvious changes that you could make to this film that would make it significantly better than what it is. Um, that being said, still much better than Under Wraps or um, You Like Dog. And Molly, it's so funny you gave it that because I literally in my head was thinking I was going to give it a six as well. So I'm going to give it a six. I think I'm actually going in line with you both. I think it is. So I, I view a five as average, right? I think if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm looking at my scale, I think five is, it is an average movie. It is okay. I wouldn't be, I would not be unhappy if it came on the television. I'm not actively going to turn it off, right? That's kind of where I'm sitting in my rating scale. I think Brinks also, this might be one of the first times in, that we've, that is the first time this has happened where we all agree. I also give this a six. It is a good movie uh, for especially, and I don't want to do this a lot, but especially in comparison with what we've seen so far, I do think that we will experience better decoms. I can think of for a sure. number of them off the top of my head that are better. For sure. But this is abo- just slightly above average, uh, and, I'm, and I'm not angry about it being on my television, I think is really yeah. where I kind of end on it. I did want to call out a a review from IMDb just because it was fun as I was looking through them. The majority of these actually agree with us, right? I think a lot of this is in the six, seven range. One, I think there were like one or two fours is about the lowest it went. But I think that this one that I have here is a seven and it is titled, which is odd. It's it's an odd title when you rated it a seven. Uh, The best Disney Channel original movie. And you gave it a seven? Yeah, they gave it a seven. That's... Okay. Okay. They do not think DCOMs are very good. Maybe they're just rating. Yeah. Maybe that's just it. Like it's every other DCOM is below a seven. 
Andy Brinker, played by Eric Von Detten, loves skating and is one of the best skaters in the movie, and him and his friends enjoy skating for fun only, where they call themselves soul skaters and despise people who skate for money like Val, who is the adversary of Brink and his friends, played by Sam Horrigan, who skates for a company called Team X-Blades. And he actually can I just it, like, right? Can I just jump in for a second and say, sure. I, I will never understand why people that write reviews actually write plot summaries. Right. Like, what what... That Just is most reviews on IMDb. Right. Most reviews on IMDb are plot summaries. Just plot right. summaries. It's the, the first paragraph is plot summary. The second paragraph is his actual opinion. Like, bro, I just want the last bit. I'm here because I yeah. saw the movie. Uh, or if, or like, I don't want you to give away the plot if I haven't seen it. I just want to know what your sure. thoughts are. There, there's a summary on the page. It, that seems oddly similar to this one, but, you know, this guy spells things wrong. But when Brink finds out that his dad lost his job, he decides to try out for Team X-Blade so he can help out the family. But this leaves Brink with several problems. His dad does not want him skating after he got suspended from school for it. And Brink and his friends have always hated Val and his team of X-Blades. His team of X-Blades. Like he's carrying around. Yeah, well, he has a lot of X-Blades. He has a lot of X-Blades. They go, this is by far the best movie Disney Channel has made. It's a movie that older audience can enjoy. The movie never gets too corny. Okay. Like other shows on the Disney Channel. The cast is great. The acting is good. Sam Horrigan, Val, does a great job acting evil, which makes the movie not corny. The directing is amazing for a Disney TV movie. Great camera and music use. Okay. We all know Disney likes to have happy endings. And yeah, this one happens to have one too, but it has a pretty cool intense ending. This is a movie I don't mind watching again. Their tone is all over the place. Also, I just wanted to highlight this main great camera and music use. Mm, I what? agree. Uh, flawless music execution throughout this film. Oh, for sure. Well, everybody, that's Brink. I mean, listen, watching this with adult eyes is certainly a new experience. Yeah, I certainly did not go into this thinking Brink would only get a six from me, but it did yeah <laughs> but it did andy brinker is not a likable character at all the the script did him dirty in this one i hope that ryan merriman still holds out for me mm. because he was my other i, I crush. hope my i hope my childhood crush is not an unlikable character either uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll keep our fingers crossed for you next week we have halloween town that's what's next up on the docket i'm really excited about halloween town yeah i uh, don't think i've watched halloween town since middle school yeah it's been a long time for me as well so excited to talk about that one it, it's a that's a very well we you know we're gonna have to be careful we're gonna offend some people if we start yeah, talking some shit film. about how halloween town people i i saw somebody saying that that was their like over hocus pocus that's their halloween movie what and i'm like whoa y'all whoa Let's if pump the you are a i mean we'll see you know like i i wow. it's been a long time so we'll see but i remember it having a really iconic look i remember it coming around a lot you know every year for the seasonal D disney there's channel like, there's specials like three of them too it, oh there's a time i've only seen the f first one ever yeah, I think the same. Um, I haven't seen the others, but the first one I've, I remember watching. Well, we will. All right. Looking well, that's forward to it. That's what's next up on the docket. I guess in the meantime, folks, that's going to be it for us this week. Make sure to rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you take in your podcast. Find us all on our individual socials or at the Mammoth Club. Join us on Discord if you so wish. We'd love to have you there. But uh, I guess, Max Molly, this is where we're going to wrap, and we'll see you all next week. It's been gnarly, brah. Yeah, brah. Brah. Shornage! <laughs> <laughs>